Uh, we're having fun already here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James. James, I want to just start off right here. I want to start off with a bang, James. Uh, let's do it. Finally. Hey. I know it's been, <laughs> this tension's it's been sexual been tension building. Yeah, <laughs> let's just do it right here on the air. No. Nothing I, turns me on like you and your pajamas on FaceTime, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> where I have literally, I've gotten so lazy to the point where I look at my hair in the mirror and I'm like, this looks awful. And then I just walk away. <laughs> You're like, I, I don't, just there's no brush involved. Right? <laughs> there's not even a trying to put my hair up. There's no, for who? For you? You don't care. Right. You don't even have I, hair. But what if I do, Allie? What if finally it was going to happen if you had just done your hair more often? <laughs> oh, it would have happened between us? Yes, yes. It oh, would have just... Uh, uh, yeah, this, that would... I'll say for then for the sake of my marriage, I will keep my hair the way that it is. That very. I mean, I shave my head for you. <laughs> every morning? <laughs> well... You uh, freshly shave your head every morning. Yes. Go, this like, is for uh, you, Allie. I can't wait to be on the air with Allie again. <laughs> I'll shave my head too. Why the hell not? If hey. we go into a second lockdown yeah, or a stay-at-home you, order. You got time to grow it out. You know, it's been, yeah. I, I had one part of my head shaved that has grown out significantly since the since COVID began. And uh, it's almost gotten to the the length of the rest of my hair. But I'm willing to throw all that away for the sake of a radio segment. Yes. Okay. I'll come up. Jesse and I will come up with probably the most boring game ever, but ultimately involves you shaving your head. <laughs> It'll be really great for everybody listening. <laughs> Just a true or false game. <laughs> Allie, we have a game. We have a game for you. Are you a lesbian or not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one to answer. What should I do? <laughs> James, how many email addresses do you have? Because I put out that question on Twitter yesterday Thinking and literally just out of curiosity. Uh And the responses were fascinating because there were people that had literally one or two. And then there were people that had nine plus and for many different reasons, including having a spam only email address. And I wanted to know where you're at with this, because as as somebody who's a nurse practitioner, who's got his hand in many different things, you know, you're you're in the media, you've got your Ask the NP, you've. You've got your school stuff. So so, so I would imagine you're somebody who has multiple email addresses. How many do you have? And do you have a spam or a secret email? And what, what reason would that be for? <laughs> well, I used to have a secret email that was only for, this was back when I was single. And it was only for like naughty pictures, pictures naughty pictures, the cute boys, <laughs> slash like uh like porn websites so if i like you signed up on something because back in the day there was it was it was a little bit more interesting to get porn right sometimes you'd have to like put in an email so i had a really awful fake email address uh that was just for that and that was very very secret and you don't want to tell me what it is nope (laughs) (laughs) nope randy simmons 64 right right it was like something crazy uh i now now that you say that though I'm probably in the nine plus club. Like if I really, really sit back and think about it of, and that's just active, right? Not even over the life of like, cause unlike someone like Jesse, like I was around before email was a thing. <laughs> so then, right. So we all, ha- we both have our first email address. I mean, I'm ever. sure James, Jesse has his first email address ever, but the first email address when email was created, <clears throat> mine was just whatever my friend made up for me. <laughs> So oh really? He was, yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna have it be my BFF Alley one four three. and I was like, <laughs> "Okay," and that was my email address for so long and because like, he okay. just and I was just like, "Okay, great." That was my screen name for everything. 
for a very long time. And and I never thought of having a email an email address just for porn signups, but and I but I also don't have one just for spam signups, and I should have oh, that. Oh, you don't? And, no. And I and you know that that was one of the enlightening responses that I got from people on Twitter. There were some people who said as many. <laughs> hold on, I've got to find this one because it was perfectly put. As many as it takes to keep free trials of streaming sites going. <laughs> Basically, right. You just you just keep adding a, a a number to the end of it, right? So if you're like you know whatever yes. Don, Don Jones, you're Don Jones. Yeah, one, Don, Don Jones, Jones five thousand four hundred thirty-one. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I, do you, you? This made me think about when you were talking about the first email addresses. I felt like people were putting numbers on them just for fun when we didn't actually need to. And then so right. <laughs> sometimes you were like, so then right. you just go to James Simmons and it's taken because it's, the one, right. the first James Simmons was like, why are people adding all these numbers? What? I'm just going to do James when Simmons. It could have just been James Simmons. I do <laughs> my very, very first email address ever that was not school related, like my own is a Yahoo address and I still have it. Uh, and it's my spam one. And I, I just use it just for spam. And I only go check it about like once every two weeks, probably. And I, I and will just like, bye, 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 bye. Yeah. And, you're and like, it's, ah. I mean, there are four to 5,000 emails every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> with just a bunch of crap because I've been signing up for this stuff since I was like 18, right? Like it just do, pours in. Do you have still access to your porn email address? Nope. I decided that about six months into this relationship, that I was like, you know <laughs> what? This go. is problematic. Was that like, your decision? Are you sure? Uh, right, right. I mean, it might have been gently influenced by, yeah. you know, you know who, but th- there was a part of me that was like, okay, I can't study, be looking at pictures of porn of other guys or whatever, if I'm trying to make this relationship work. But ultimately, I've got my ask the NPs and my Gmails and all of these things. And they, I, I'm a, such an idiot. They all have different passwords. So I also have like nine plus passwords memorized slash I'm constantly- yeah, but that's good because you got to have some some backup email addresses that you can access if one of them gets hacked. Yes. I'm I'm one of the idiots that has either the same or very so. I'm only changing my password if I'm being asked to. So uh-huh. if our work email, for example, they have our, us change our password every 90 days or whatever it is. And, and trust me, the time is coming up now because they give me expi- password expiry emails every <laughs> single damn day. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, but yep. I've got... I've got email addresses for myself, for my through my work, through ButchPal, through uh, for voiceover oh, yeah. stuff. I have an email for that for stupid businesses I tried to start, like Kate and Allie Pet Care was a business <laughs> that I tried to start with my <laughs> wife that never went anywhere. Isn't that wasn't I, that a name of a TV show, Kate and Allie? Yes, that's why I named it Kate and Allie Pet Care. <laughs> <laughs> I still get phone calls every once in a while. Nice. Uh, I also created an email address for my mother to be my fake manager at one point when oh. I was still in college i thought that was a great idea so uh-huh. I, I have at least 10 plus email addresses probably half of which i would be able to actually get into now but how many email addresses do you have the questions up on twitter at my uh twitter account at your ally johnson when we come back stay the f at home there are people having ghost sex in motels right now we will explain when we come back drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject with ally and james Allie and James at Gmail. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have that. But <laughs> at AOL.com. At Earthlink.net. We would do- 
I think radio is definitely a, a if you're in radio, you have to have an old Earthlink account. Of of course, and you still use it. Like you still log in to Earthlink.net. Yeah, like that's Absolutely. your email address. Uh huh. Welcome to radio. Stay the f at home. Yes, there have been threats or hints at another second lockdown or a stay-at-home order as cases continue to rise in the United States. But as you, I mean, if you do actually get out and about, you you see things and you hear things that just make you want to stay the F at home. So that's why we do Stay the F at Home. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the but. F- at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fridge at home if you think you're not at risk here you're living in a dome it spreads faster than a hooker's leg so stay the fruitcake at home and this week in stay the app at home women are leaving their homes to venture to a hotel well motel i should say for ghost sex yes you heard that right ghost sex when you think about well hey it's risky to leave my apartment but where would i go if i did leave (laughs) i know the first place that you're thinking of is a motel for ghost sex and as a nurse practitioner james i think you would probably condone this place because it it seems like it would be one of the least populated places that you could go just a haunted hotel room Well, you would think. I do love that, by the way, that you had to make the distinction between motel and hotel. I think that's very important. It is important. This is about the Amber Tides Motel in (laughs) Clearwater Beach in Florida. Because we do do not have any uh, ghosts or whatever in hotels. No, no, no. Only in motels. I feel like this is, well, I feel like we need, let me me share the story and then I'll break down why I feel like this might actually be kind of healthy. Okay, okay. Well, uh, just as a... A quick disclaimer before you move into the actual story. I think that it's common knowledge that hotel ghosts are like those classy colonial ghosts and motel (laughs) ghosts are these ratchet ghosts that that have sex with random passersby. Which is, and and they only do this at places like the Amber Tides Motel. Like it has to have some sort of seedy name with it anyway, right? Exactly. It's not Motel 6. By the way, you're not having any ghost sex at Motel 6. No, this isn't a chain. This is the Amber <laughs> Tides Motel in Clearwater Beach. And it's uh, appar- uh, apparently, words are hard, uh, one room at the Amber Tides Motel in Clearwater Beach. And these uh, women who have been sharing this room through word of mouth have not are not really <laughs> telling the world what room it is. Because the story is becoming so popular and because it is being shared by word of mouth, they don't want everyone to know. So this, you know, this one particular story, for instance, is a good example of women who are visiting the Amber Tides Motel. She, uh, her name is Diana. Name's been changed to protect the innocent. Mm, you know, she, she was embarrassed, but her husband was always at work. And when he comes home, he's always thinking about work. But she's a, a, of a certain age and her libido has been going crazy and wild. So her girlfriend told her about this one room at this one <laughs> motel in Clearwater Beach, Florida. How much and wine do you think needed to be had before someone mentions the motel sex room? Not just any wine, Allie. Moscato. <laughs> <laughs> How much Moscato was drank? And yes, I am judging you for drinking Moscato. How much Moscato has been drank before you'd start talking? Well, you know, Diana. 
<laughs> there's this room where I had the best orgasm of my life. Like, I know it sounds weird. Like, just humor me, okay? So, honestly, apparently this is a thing, though. Like, so Diana goes down. She's... Yeah, she does. Room. <laughs> well, Diana doesn't go down the ghost do. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she he ordered one of the sleazy videos. She had some of her own Moscato in the room. Like she oh, tried to get sure. herself all in the mood. And then all of a sudden, Allie, the lights went out on their own. Stop. She could feel the bed start to tremble. But it wasn't like a shaker of vibration. It wasn't like a cheesy coin operated bed, Allie. No, no, no. It was, it was breathing it was in sync with her it was it was moving with her body and she started to feel things like she had never felt before first it was like a soft caress by a thousand hands <laughs> May, does anyone else have a lightning bolt or a, a, a light bulb going off that maybe this is just a bunch of dudes yeah i i'm not sure <laughs> Does a thousand caresses, by the way, feel good? I don't know. <laughs> like a thousand hands? Anyway. I, I guess, I mean, if it's so overwhelming, you're just like, oh, wow, I don't know what's happening. And that's kind of exciting. But the fact that all the lights are off alarms me. Uh, and that they went off by themselves. And the bed is breathing with her. And then she feels like she has a thousand <gasps> hands all over. But then all of a sudden, Allie, I heard lightning outside and it started to pour rain. <gasps> Diana was so into the moment. She sunk into the bed, was surrounded by nothing but pure pleasure. She tried to open her eyes and get back to reality, but she couldn't. She wasn't even human anymore. It was another world. She lost control of all of her senses. The storm raged on, and she swear to God, she heard someone whisper in her ear. She didn't know what they said. It didn't matter. She was completely submissive. Even though she's a control freak, she just went with it. It felt right. Check, you and, check, check outs at 11. And <laughs> that was the voice. Yeah. <laughs> check it. Check outs at 11. Check outs at 11. I'm the manager. And then, and then it just stopped. <sighs> well, you know what? This is definitely a reason to stay the F at home because that is what is going on in motel rooms around the area, especially in places like Florida where you really shouldn't be leaving the house. But I have a great reason to stay home Uh uh-huh because this is happening in the comfort of your own home while i was looking for this story or rather it found me i stumbled upon a rabbit hole to end all rabbit holes i will get into it when we get back but here's a tease for you oh what are these feelings what's happening to me drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject with Allie and james we we're just talking about ghost sex, you know, because it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> and I think you got to reactivate that email account. And we, we for Stay the F at Home, we just told a story about uh, some women who are deciding to go to the Amber Tides Motel in Clearwater Beach, Florida, because apparently there is a ghost there that is DTF, as they say. And... It, it, while I was reading about that story last night, you know how we, when we when we find stories, we're always trying to find something that has like an audio quality or maybe some some random fluff news reporter actually did a, a, a full spread on this. You know, you just do a deep dive to just to see. There was a video that came That's up. What she said, "Right, <laughs> we, everyone needs a fluffer and a deep dive. I, I saw and a deep dive." <laughs> 
I saw a, a video that said, woman has sex with ghost. And I was like, let's just go ahead and click on this. Uh. And <laughs> apparently, and it took me to Pornhub, but of course. the point was that there is a whole category for this. There is a what? lot. There is interest enough that there are there's a slew of videos no, of women not. having sex with entities. No, and this is not. just one of the ones that I bring to you here on Drop the Subject. Um, this is I don't know what this is called, but this is a solo performance. This was what the, there were some that had big production values. I mean, like exterior shots, drone footage, what? and then it just is eventually. And there's this girl drinking wine by herself, and then the wine cup moves, and she's like, "Oh no!" And then <laughs> she has sex with a ghost. So, uh, but but this is one of the and nothing in between. As soon as the no. wine glass moves, and then all of a sudden she's just having sex with a ghost. <laughs> she's just, Sex with a ghost. And they had like uh, uh, special effects of, you know, a weird figure. I mean, it's crazy. Uh This one is none of that. (laughs) This is just a woman in her house filming herself. I think this is maybe an audition video. Let's listen. Uh. Oh, what are these feelings? What's happening to me? (sighs) So let me set the scene for you a little bit. She's sitting in her bed. And then all of a sudden, she just gets up and starts touching her chest. And she says, Oh, what are these feelings? What's happening to me? Okay. (laughs) So. What? (laughs) This this is so weird and strange. Gotta fight it. She's gotta fight it. This is, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that this is probably the first and only take of this film. Oh. Something's taking taking over my body. It's taking over her body. She had a line flub there, but she pushed through it. No! What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I think she's slapping her own face. (laughs) No! What are you doing? Don't give in to the evil. Don't give in to the evil. So this is an evil ghost. Where did these... Claws come from. Okay, so now there are claws. Claws have oh. entered the scene. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> because there are, I think she's seeing visions now, and she's just, this is back against the wall, looking around, you know, the the, the wife beater is now wet for no reason. <laughs> right. It, it wasn't, and then I think she found a way to throw water on herself to make it so that she's she's actually wet. She also hit that voice like instantaneously, like that porn voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are these feelings? I mean, I can't, (laughs) I can't even do it. But like, she's like, "All right, brushing my teeth, time for bed." There's a ghost. No, 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 no. I can't. Black nails. This must be some kind of a nightmare. It's some kind of nightmare. Nightmare. This must be some kind of a nightmare. I don't think she understands how ghosts work. Or sex. (laughs) Or sex. The images are back. I don't understand. She doesn't understand. We don't either. I don't know what's happening. Blink twice if you need us. I don't know what's going on. I also, this is a 10 minute video, so we're out of time. I don't want to keep playing this. Do they ever get to a point where they explain that it's a ghost? No, there's no explanation of anything. I think it's just her in her room. Being like, it's a ghost now. No, 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 no. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. This must be some kind of a 
nightmare. No, no, it's not. It's just drop the subject. It's Allie and it's James and we're hanging out with you on this lovely Tuesday. Hey, I have a bone to pick with uh, an Instagram account. <laughs> an Instagram account that was actually, to be fair, created before. I, I have not created Karen's Gone Wild. I have not. I didn't coin the term Karen's Gone Wild or anything like that. Karen's Gone Wild is an Instagram account that posts regular pictures and videos of Karens being Karens, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the dodo is to animals. Karen's yes. Gone Wild is to Karens. And I, I, I actually don't think you were here for this. I think it was a day when you were at the hospital, James. But I brought to the table here on Drop the Subject uh, in a, a little audio piece for a commercial for Karen's Gone Wild, the DVD set. Whoa. And this was... I can't remember the exact date, but it was it had to have been a month ago. And I, I played it. We laughed. We jostled around. You know, we, we, we talked. We, we moved on to other things, of course, as we always do. And then lo and behold, one month later, I would like to play the, my original one first. Please, I want to hear this. And then, and then I will play the one that has just released on Karen's Gone Wild, which has, hold on, let me see. How many views does this have? 11 I... billion. Oh, it's doing that thing where it's like, we're Instagram and we're not going to tell you how many people looked at it. But there were, I looked last night and there were like, I think a quarter of a million views. 241,958. Great. Okay. So here is my version that I brought to the airwaves of Drop the Subject about a month ago. Drop the Subject presents Karen's Gone Wild. See exclusive, never-before-seen footage of Karen's going at it like you've never seen before. You get out of here. I know. I said she is, and that's why she's leaving, so you will leave, too. They've been cooped up in quarantine, but now they're riled up and ready to put you in your place. Why don't you go somewhere else where you can go to a gym? They make the rules. Everybody tweet the networks. Everybody. But don't have to follow them. I refuse to put a mask on. I'm in a free country. I have a medical condition that I'm not allowed to wear a mask. They got oh. bob haircuts and bones to pick. So watch out because they know important people. I worked for President Obama in the White House. They're hot, bothered, and definitely not racist. You know what? I am not a racist person. Buy our limited edition Karen's Gone Wild DVD set today and we'll throw in our spicy COVID compilation of Karen's coughing in public. <coughs> Visit our Karen's Gone Wild on Facebook page for even more exclusive videos. You're going to get your ass kicked by my family. They're going to f*** you up. I'm just sick. I have to go home to take medicine. Karen's Gone Wild. Who wears black in California sun? All right. I mean, that's that's brilliant, Allie. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you, James. Yes, you re- go ahead and continue to read the script I gave you. Oh, right. Um, there, no one has ever spent more time or uh-huh. worked harder to put together a funnier segment than <laughs> your Allie Johnson. Thank you very much. That was said uh-huh. with gusto. Just okay. Ven- Venmo works or PayPal, <laughs> either one. Okay, great. 
this is the video that was put out on Karen's Gone Wild just recently. Listen closely. Warning, this video contains adult material not suitable for children. Tired of the same old politicians, experts, and doctors telling you to wear a mask? Of course you are. Introducing Karen's Gone Wild, COVID-19 edition. The action never ends when real Karens are asked to wear masks in public or be refused service by private businesses. The surprises don't stop when these lawyer Karens inform you of their rights. You're breaking the law. Don't love social distancing? Get up close and personal with these coffin Karens. <laughs> and it's yours on DVD for only $9.99. Use your credit card and you'll get the all-new Racist Karens Gone Wild All Lives Matter edition for free. Watch as Karens all across America patrol the streets of their suburbs demanding anyone who isn't white answer a few questions. I'm asking you if this is your property. You've never seen Karens like these. They know everyone who lives on this street except you. You live here? Yes, bitch! Order in the next 60 minutes and receive <laughs> Kevin's Gone Wild. Be the first to get your hands on the hottest collection of agitated patriots ready to tell you exactly what they think. Just make sure to keep the cameras running. They love it. Yeah, Call 1-800-55-KAREN. Place your order right now and get all three DVDs and a special bonus. Karen's Gone Wild White House Edition. Hey, CNN, fake news, fake news. Warning, this video contains so, adult There we go. That's, that's wow. the second one. Now, there is a reference to the coughing. I, I didn't do the Patriots Edition, but uh-huh. in your opinion, and I know that you're, you're a little bit biased here, but which one did you like better? I feel like that there, your version, Ali, was much more all-encompassing, right? I didn't have to buy three Mm -hmm. different DVDs. Um, (laughs) I could get all of the Karens Gone Wild in one. Like, you you brought them all in together. So um, I also thought that the... Uh, what is that steel drum in the background was was way better, much, much funnier, uh, okay. much more appropriate for Karen's mm-hmm. Gone Wild. So I definitely, definitely would spend at least 89 cents on yours. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. Well, yeah. uh, mine is actually free because it does not exist. And I don't know nope. if the one on the Instagram <laughs> page does, but I'm just saying here, I, I know that I didn't really do any video. Okay. And they've got a whole video attached to it. But, oh, you know, just give me a little bit of love. I created some Karen's Gone Wild. Anyway, uh, all right, I am done. I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the protests that are going on because it's been insane up in Oregon. We'll get to that next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner. We will be doing a COVID Ask the NP a little later in the show. If you have any questions specifically for James when it comes to um, COVID, uh, whether it's blood, the, the new blood type research, the vaccine research, uh, questions about your mask, anything like that. Nothing is off the table. If you want to ask the NP, just get at us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can either send questions to James directly at Ask the NP, or you can always send them to us at DTS Show. Over the past 50 plus days, there have been protests going on. We've been covering them um, regularly here on Drop the Subject. And things took a very strange turn in Portland over the weekend, and it's continuing into this week. Peaceful protesters being arrested by very ambiguous-looking federal officers with generic police badges. <laughs> in military In uniforms. military, yes, um, taking people, peaceful protesters off the street, putting them into unmarked vans and then driving off. The, yeah, you heard that right. We have a lot whoa. of questions too. <laughs> and th- I mean, of all the news sources that we're looking at that have been covering this, there seems to be a lot of question marks as to who these people are. There have been some reports that it's, uh, I guess the 
Customs and Border Protection Unit admitted to being some of the agencies that were involved in arresting protesters, which I don't know why border protection would be the people that would be arresting peaceful protesters that are protesting domestic, you know, like domestic violence or, you know, in Portland, by the way, in our country. Yeah. Well, there's so and this they've sort of lumped everyone under Department of Homeland Security, which which oversees a lot of these sort of individual federal agencies into including um, border. So what's wild is that they're wearing full on gas masks because they're they're tear gassing protesters and using peaceful rubber pellets peaceful too Pe- it's peaceful. not like like these have been peaceful protests they're yeah. at least from what i've seen i've not seen any there there were overtly violent there were the some protests. instances of like vandalism uh-huh. um and there there were some like fights between like portland police and protesters that never involved like any lethal means the the portland police were not using lethal means so there was some sort of like scattered vandalism uh and like criminal activity if you will over the weekend but it wasn't it wasn't looting and rioting and setting buildings on fire and the portland police have been trying to not use aggressive tactics and that's actually part of what has seems to have led up to this that trump threatened, you know, I think it was a week or 10 days ago that he was going to send in federal authorities to Portland. And the mayor of Portland was like, don't do this. We're fine. Like this, by the way, I didn't ask for this. You can't just send in federal agents. Well, apparently federal agents just came in anyway. And they're now quite literally like snatch and grabbing peaceful protesters and throwing them in unmarked vehicles and driving away. Yeah. And I don't know, like I've, I've seen several videos of these officers walking up to people who look to not be doing much of anything and taking them and the, the, the protester peacefully going with them into the car. And it's questionable. I don't know what took place before that video. There were some, some, some of the border patrol people were saying, Oh yeah, this person was wanted for questioning for a different thing for a, for a criminal, for a crime. So we needed to question them. It's like, but why are you going up to them in this protest at this moment? There's that seems very strange. And then uh-huh. to have the mayor of of Portland saying this is I mean, obviously, he knows a lot more than I do. But for him to be saying this is not the America we want. This is not the Portland we want. We're demanding that the president remove these additional troops. This is not helping contain or de-escalate anything. It's having the exact opposite impact. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just throw out conspiracy theories here, but there's a lot of people who are like, who know, who knows if these people actually work for the agencies that they're saying that they work for? They right. could be any people in military garb that were it, hired by who knows who. And you just slap a, a police or law enforcement sticker on their bulletproof vests with their full-on, you know, mustard seed gas level gas masks right as they're marching down the street shooting rubber bullets and and tear gassing peaceful protesters and and to your point ali a lot of the protesters have actually sort of doubled down and said well no we're 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 actually not going to go anywhere now and and you know they've said saying things like it's ironic that we are getting tear gassed for protesting against aggressive police tactics like this is the exact right. thing that they're protesting against which is happening to them and Unfortunately, Donald Trump is then also doubling down on these tactics and these methods, saying that 
he Democratic run cities, and he's been very specific to point out that Democratic run cities may also be subjected to additional federal troops, if you will, and I'm not sure what to call them, uh, personnel. Oh, you know um, what he said? There was an, They asked him, they were like, oh, are you going to be sending in more troops? And he was like, it depends on what you call troops. I mean, they're, they're, they're enforcement officers. And it was like, oh what? Why? <laughs> what are you talking? And then he's going, well, you know, Chicago's been really bad lately, too. And New York is pretty bad. So, yeah, you never know. We could be sending them he in. He can't just do that. That is a police state. This is what dictatorship looks like this is why we have stuck our nose in other people's business throughout the centuries when you have dictators in their countries doing things like sending in federal unnamed unmarked federal agents snatching peaceful protesters and throwing them in cars and driving away and no one knows where these individuals are going or who these people are here or why why they're here and for how long this is crazy he's threatening new york chicago philly detroit baltimore a bunch of places that if their democratic mayors don't get their protests in order he's going to do this there as well that this is bad it's it's bad it's horrifying and some of the people who have been arrested are already contacting the aclu the aclu is threatening to sue or i think is in the process of suing the department of homeland security so this is real this is insane and I mean, you you read things. These are the things that you read and you're like, this can't be happening. How is this happening? And yet it continues to happen. So uh, not a lot of law and order in Portland right now. And I, I know that Trump is making his threats. Hopefully it's just one of those things he's going to say. But you never know what's going on in this world right now in 2020. It's, it's absolutely nuts. When we come back, ask the NP if you have any COVID questions. Jane is here for you after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject, James and Allie, rolling right along on a Radio Tuesday. Uh, 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 uh. Isn't that a song? I feel like Radio tu- Radio Tuesday. No? Allie, nothing? Mm, haven't heard that one yet. Oh, okay. Then it's I mean, a song. go ahead. How does it I'm, go? It's a song I made up in my head. No, what I will not do, What the thing I will promise you, listeners, is I will try to stop singing because you do not want to hear me sing. I do not sing, but I do do the science. And I do do the medical. Uh, Ask the NP is our little segment that we love when you ask us questions. Uh, and me in particular, I guess, because I'm the NP at Ask the NP or, of course, at DTS Show. And we've got two COVID-related questions going on here. Um, Ali, one of them, you sort of had a conversation with a, a, a friend or family member, I think, about this particular topic fairly recently. A friend, yes. We were talking about, well, well. first of all, uh, there are two questions I have uh-huh. based on this recent conversation I had with a friend. Yes. My first question is about blood type because my friend, we were talking about, you know, COVID because it comes up and she was uh, like, well, what, what blood type are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm O negative. I'm a blood hero. You and are. And she uh-huh. said, well, oh, well, then you're fine. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, because the whole blood type thing, they said that people who are o, have O blood type are much less likely to contract it. So I wanted to say, nah. <laughs> so there, it, there does seem to be some truth to if you are O versus B or AB, right? So there's blood types A, B, A, B, and O, and then each of those have negative and positives with them, right? There's also this RH factor thing that comes in there. But if there's people who are O tend to test negative for COVID 
much more frequently than all the other blood types. I have heavy emphasis on testing negative for COVID, symptomatic or not. And I think that's the key. So this is why this is why it's always so important. You can't just read the headlines on medical news. You got to like really, really dig into it because testing negative does not mean that you are a guarantee that you are negative or that you don't have it. What they're saying is that there are people who have had symptoms of COVID-19 thought to have COVID-19, but they're testing negative. So is it an issue with the test? Is the body Ah. just not putting creating enough of the sort of like uh, things we need, the proteins that we need to test for in the test? Or are people with O blood types just less likely to have COVID-19 and they actually have are just sick with something else, right? That's the rub that we don't know. And so what people read is the headline says people with blood type O, you know, test more negative for COVID-19 than other blood types. Well, then what people hear, oh, oh, I'm protected because I have, oh, because I'm not going to get COVID-19. Well, that's not what we're saying. Does this all make sense? And on the converse side, people who are uh, B and AB tend to test positive for COVID-19 much more frequently. Huh. Okay. So my, the second part two of my question Uh was she said, oh, well, I've, I've, my boyfriend was just tested and he tested negative, so I'm cool. And mm. I was like, uh, I, I, this is several friends I actually had that uh. have said, oh, my friend or oh, my boyfriend or oh, this person that my roommate or whatever it is. Just they were like, oh, yeah, I'm negative. And I was like, oh, cool. Did you get tested? No, no, no. My boyfriend got tested and he's negative. So and but I just saw him yesterday. And I'm like, but I don't understand how this makes any sense. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I think some people are unclear (laughs) about the fact that we could be seeing other people and going to different stores and having different interactions. That wouldn't necessarily mean just because my the person I spend the most time with is negative doesn't mean that I'm negative. Yes. So you kind of sum that up perfectly right there. The person just because the person that you spend the most time with is negative doesn't mean that you're negative. Uh, That is for that person. And then your test should be for your test and your experience is you. Now, because you live together or you you are, are together often, obviously that has a big influence on on your if you're going to contract it from this, this person or not. But that's just that person. So the virus doesn't, viruses are, are wickedly intelligent, but they don't have conscious thought. So the virus doesn't say, oh, well, that's your girlfriend. I'm not going to jump over to her, right? right. Like, I'm just going to stay away from her because I don't want to get her infected because she's cool. We cool. We, you know, we had some, mos- <laughs> we, we had we some cool. Moscato the other day. I don't want to get her infected, <laughs> right? So if you, let's say your friend, and this is no judgment on your friend. I think sometimes people just need to hear these things. No, and yeah, have it I'm not sure. Ju- I think they yeah. just didn't, yeah. So I think, you know, if she went to the grocery store, she interacted with someone at, maybe she had to go to work. Maybe she went over to someone's backyard barbecue over the weekend. Like all of these things that are potential exposures for her, or she's not good about wearing her mask or whatever. She could have potentially contracted it from someone else. So the virus is always looking for a new host. So if the virus is in somebody else, their viral load is high. That person coughs, sneezes, laughs, talks loudly, whatever, without a mask on, whatever, and it could potentially expose your friend. Then your friend could have it completely separate from and having absolutely nothing to do with her boyfriend. Hmm. Right. And I, I'd someone's say, looking for a host. <laughs> hey, oh, this happens a lot, though. People are like, oh, well, I, I oh, we're fine because I know them. 
Right. Or we're fine because they're family. No, no, the virus doesn't isn't just saying like, oh, you know what? You're right. It's totally fine. I know you really want to go over to grandma's house. So I'll just make sure that I don't infect grandma. Like, no, no, that's 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 not how it works. Exactly. Huh. Well, this has been Ask the NP, I'm sure. I mean, I have many more questions, but I, that's why we like to have you around, James, because you can answer them <laughs> at the willy-nilly or nimbly-pimbly. <laughs> nimbly-pimbly. When we get back, news it or lose it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. the subject news it or lose it time that's because you heard that man say it i have three headlines in front of me james you have three decisions to make are you ready to news or lose whatever you choose aha headline number one witches on tiktok have apparently tried to hex the moon (laughs) (laughs) i never say no to witches you can't no otherwise they'll hex you yep Headline number two, the Minnesota State Fair is canceled, but butter sculpting goes on. Mm, You know what? This is I've I've learned that this is a thing for lots of people outside of the Midwest. But when you grow up in the Midwest, you just like the butter cow, the butter sculpting is just sort of like, yeah, every year at the State Fair, of course, there's butter sculpting. Like, (laughs) so, you know, if you don't know what it is, Google it. It's actually pretty cool. Moving on. (laughs) <laughs> All right. And then finally, headline number three, Elon Musk's new company is building a chip that lets you stream music directly into your brain. Oh, Jesus. We got to talk about this, dude. Okay. Elon Musk, obviously someone who is not without his problems. He has created, I mean, he's one of those people that will tweet about sitting in traffic and that he doesn't like it. And then he'll say, hey, why don't I just build a tunnel underneath the freeway so that I can get to work faster? Oh, wait. Now, fast forward a couple of years later, he's got his boring company and they have drilled said hole underneath the freeways. His next thing, I'm sure that came up after smoking a giant blunt. He said, why can't I just stream music into my brain? Into my brain. Yeah, that, that which, works great. That, yeah. yeah. And so he created Neuralink, which is his latest startup. They have received already $158 million in funding and they're developing a brain-computer interface that allegedly has a slew of game-changing benefits, including the ability to stream music straight into your brain. Also, I feel like that's what it might sound like in your brain. <laughs> like, if it starts to go wrong, it's just going to be like, there's so much wrong with this. I, we're just not there yet. Uh, haven't you watched any sci-fi movie? Whenever there's some sort of like direct chip brain computer interface thing, it always goes wrong. Someone else can hack it. And then they're like hacking you. Jesse was telling a story early on about how he asked Alexa to do something. I don't know. And then she like gave him an advertisement instead. So are we going to have directly streamed advertisements into our brain? Like stay mm. the F out of my brain, dude. No, you you make a good point because if my cheap ass will definitely not go ad free. So <laughs> if I'm getting right. music <laughs> d- sent to my brain, I'm definitely also getting the ads. And then I'm trying to like tap my forehead to skip ahead. Right or something, you know, and we're all going to be walking around go doing that. Like people are going to be like randomly blinking, like trying yeah. to like move <laughs> to skip forward, forward fifteen <laughs> seconds. Right, <laughs> but you know the benefit, I guess, would be saying if you've got a song stuck in your head, you actually do. 
I I mean, but is it worth that joke? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give you the joke. It's lovely. It's very funny. But is it worth that? Like, I'm not sure it is. Well, I'll say that the way that headphones are getting it feels like sound is already inside your head. I mean, if you've really got high quality headphones, you feel like it's already, I mean, how much more inside of you does it need to be? Than than being in your ear, right? It's technically, it is technically, well, no, it's not inside your brain yet. But I, what's wrong? What's wrong with having music in your AirPods? I don't, I'm not trying to be like curmudgeony grandpa about this, but stay, keep your... Keep your damn technology out of my brain. All right, let's talk about witch talk. Let's get weirder. Unless not, you're a witch, not and weird then you enough. can do whatever you want. <laughs> then the first rule about witch talk is don't talk about witch talk. Don't talk but about witch talk. If uh, they, they're, I didn't know about witch talk, but it is it it exists, uh-huh. and they have they're a small anonymous group of beginner or baby witches, and they have. I guess decided that this that this moon is a bad one, and they have decided to band together and hex the Fae or hex the moon, and they did. So they they claim that they've done this, and that then there's a little mm. <laughs> there's a little asterisk that says inexperienced witches who should only be researching and doing protection work instead of actually trying to do hexes. Has anyone not seen the craft? When you don't know what you're doing but and you're right. a witch, Bad things, things don't go well there either. You know, this is with with the implanting in your brains and with this, 90s movies would have solved all of these problems. Wouldn't they have? And also, I want to know what your goddess moon circle thinks of witches hexing the moon. Like, what, 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 what is the sort of, were you anti-hexing or were you, like, facilitating the hex on this? Because your circle was recent, yes. I had it last night, actually, in my circle. And yeah. we talked about how it's a double cancer new moon. And that that is, it comes with a slew of either positives or negatives, depending how you look at it. But I learned all about the phase of the moon last night, and there was no mention of a hex. There was no mention of a dangerous moon or a, 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 a particularly bad moon on the rise. I, if anything, I've learned that they the moons are what you make of them. Okay, yeah, I and think so and too. you put and if you're mad at it, you write it down, you put it in a cauldron, and you light it on fire. That's that's it. <laughs> there you go. Take that moon. Okay? Take <laughs> t- take that TikTok witches. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject, Allie and James. James, would you date another man named James? Sure would. If he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got no qualms with that whatsoever. What if the person had the same name as your father? Also, no qualms, but definitely with more of a pause. (laughs) (laughs) There was definitely a moment there. Yeah, yeah. We put this question up on Instagram to see what you guys thought, because there's an article about, uh, it's a Slate article about this person who doesn't want to date anybody who shares a name with their relatives. And now that I think about it, I've Uh never dated anybody with the same name as anybody in my family. Oh, really? But yeah, but the results were actually pretty split. When we look at our Instagram poll that we put up on story last night, 
it was uh, wasn't like fifty five percent said yes, and I mean, it was, or fifty three percent or something like that to forty seven percent. Yeah, to forty seven. Yeah, this is pretty pretty close. And I wonder. I think immediately when people go to the name thing, they go to the sex thing, and I think that's where my pause would be too. Like. I I think if you're, you know, in the heat of the moment and you're doing whatever and you feel like screaming your sexual partner's name, which you don't want to be screaming is your mom's name, right? Like that, there's something about that that feels sort of awkward. So I I, I can jive with the 47% of people who are like, uh, nope. Well, because if I... I'm, I'm just trying to picture if I was single and I was going through people's profiles and doing the swiping and all that... And I saw somebody with my mom's name or my aunt's name or even my sister's name. I would be like, "Mm, I'd be less likely. But if they were like an 11. (laughs) (laughs) So the threshold is even high is higher for them. Right. Like you're on the fence and then the person is the same name as my sister. I'm like, okay, no, I don't want that. But if it's like the hottest person ever, but they have my sister's name, I'm willing to overlook it. To you know, just as an investigative tool. What? Why does it? Why does it bring you pause though? What's the thing that's going through your mind when you're like, I'm not sure I can date this person who has my sister's name. Well, I think it would just be because no one would know who speaks at the wedding. <laughs> uh huh. That you both, you both couldn't. They're like, which one is and it? Now a word from. Anne Marie, and then both stand up like, no, oh, no, is it you? Well, I love Allie. Well, I love Allie more. And it would just be very strange. <laughs> so it's not your brain didn't immediately go to sexual. What about Allie then? What about Allie and Allie? Allie and Allie's pet See, supply. I, I, would be, I would be fine with somebody with my own name. And my cousin, who's named Courtney, dated a guy named Courtney. Uh-huh. And it was Courtney and Courtney. So it was even even though one was a woman and one was a man, they both had the same name. And they thought it was kind of cool because they would do this whole like, we're Courtney squared and whatever. <laughs> and you can kind of make it cute <laughs> in your wedding hashtag or whatever it is. But no. if it's your mom or if it's your dad or your uncle or aunt, especially if it's an uncle or aunt that you don't like, Oh, and you have a bad relationship with my. I mean, my wife says I. I can never. We can never name. There's so many baby names off the table now because it's like anybody that we've ever met, <laughs> anybody that she's ever dated, anybody that our friends have ever dated, right, anybody right, in right. all of our families combined. I'm like, okay, well, and even celebrity names. Uh, she's like, so- well, we can't do Angelina, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Because oh, I like Angie Jolie. By the way, so what your your kids' names are going to be like sock, <laughs> t-shirt. Come here. No, no, no. I dated a sock once. I can't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Well, I want to know what you think. Tweet at us or direct message us on Instagram at DTS Show. Have you ever dated somebody who has the same name as a relative? Because if you have done this, I really want to hear about it. When we come back. We're going to talk to Brandon Mills, our fitness expert, our fitness guru, about BMIs and why they're complete BS. Stick around. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. I am James. She is Allie. And we have our favorite health and fitness expert. Brandon Mills is back with us. Oh, and looking dapper as always. Brandon, say hello to the kids. Too kind, James. Hey, kids. How's everybody doing? (laughs) How's everyone? And listen, we had to bring Brandon back on because A, it's been a while. And B, we got to get to this whole 
talk about BMI. So obviously, as a nurse practitioner and someone who's in the hospital environment, we talk about BMI a lot, not only from a like a health prevention sort of standpoint, right? We're measuring people's BMI to discuss their, you know, their different sort of categories of are you at an ideal weight or overweight or obesity? And we're going to talk about how all those things are problematic as well. But also we dose medications based off of people's BMI, which generally works well, at least on their weight by kilograms. But this is this whole concept of identifying how healthy someone is by their BMI is problematic. And what are the issues with BMI, Brandon? Well, James, Allie, I I love this conversation for a few reasons, because I think in this whole health conversation, there are so many things that break down into our general population and how it affects everyone. And for specific talk on BMI, when you take something that was invented by a mathematician in the 19th century and apply it to a general population hundreds of years later, there's just things that aren't going to line up. James, as you're <laughs> talking about in terms of how it works just in the hospital realm, it's just because it's easy that it gets used so often. Mm-hmm. And it does have some implications where it can be a general kind of idea of where you're at in terms of a body shape, but it has nothing to do with your fitness level. It doesn't take into consideration any of sects of a population that have different habits or cultures. It also doesn't take into account who you are as an individual because it's just an average. And what the funny thing about it is that when it was proposed um, to be used, it was explicitly said that this was not to be used as a measure of health. But for some reason, we still are. And I just want anyone to know right now that if you take your BMI, which is, it's very simple. It's your weight in pounds divided by your height squared, I believe, if that is still correct. Mm -hmm. So it makes no sense because it's not going to tell you what you actually have. But if a doctor comes in and says, let's just break this down to when I used to use it and what I wrote about as to why it is such a bad system of measure. If you're a younger child and you come in and you haven't had any kind of a growth spurt yet and you are prepubescent, so you're eating a whole lot and you might have bigger bones or any of the rest of the things that can happen to any one person and then a doctor takes your BMI and comes in and immediately starts having a conversation with you about your weight that there and of itself sets up a whole series of conversations and life choices that really had nothing to do with that individual's actual state of health. Break that into the older population, what we see most people getting screwed over with in terms of BMI is the insurance companies still use it as their system of health. That is their clear and concise measure of how high your premium is going to be. And in a time where we're all worried about our health, you don't really have time and specifically resources for an insurance company who doesn't know you to say, oh, well, we're going to charge you a higher premium because your BMI is too high. So in terms of how everyone looks at it now, and Allie, to your point, there are so many other things that can be put into place to get an idea of general health, purely measurements alone of a body. There's nothing wrong with height and weight. But you need to take into account where those measurements are skewed. If I, it, what the one thing that BMI doesn't take into account, which is the world's most maddening piece of it, is your waist size, which is the highest indicator of obesity in any population, if any sex, any credence, whatever you want to call it. 
But the reason that's not used is because it takes time. Where in fact, if you take what those people were 200 years ago, they were sedentary, non-active, generally white people that were being measured to create this average where if you actually look at that average for what would be a normal range, it comes out to a person who I think is like five foot five and has two and a half children. So <laughs> that just, it's where it, all the different measures break down and it doesn't work. And I feel like if anyone is at home and they're worried about it, let's say you want to take your own BMI just to find out what it says, there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead, figure it out. There's BMI calculators on Google at the drop of a hat. And then you'll start to see for yourself where things can ebb and flow in different directions. If you're a healthy individual, it starts to change what that number should actually be. If you have a particularly smaller waistline than um, any other person that you know, that's going to affect that number. But also just in general, how healthy and active you feel. Wow. Well, I think this whole thing uh, honestly comes down to sort of a reductionist. I know this is, but that's kind of a word du jour right now, but this reductionist strategy of trying to determine someone's overall health or even their value to society or their motivation or their ability to work out or their ability to contribute or their value as a human being to like a certain number, right? Like we have so much fat phobia and thin phobia and all of these different things that happen. And so you, yes, waist circumference, as you mentioned, is one of the few well proven over and over again predictors of at least long term health. But even that like just reducing to someone to a uh, just their circumference of their waist is not and I think that's the whole point we can't reduce people to these um, in particular numbers on that. So thank you very much for this Brandon, by the way, it's I'm glad we got to shed some light on the fact that what many, many folks for a long time have been saying is that we all know that BMI is BS. James, yes, right. <laughs> your point, and if anybody else is thinking about that, you're 100% right. Don't let anyone ever reduce you to a number based on what's going on. Right now, we need any type of positivity and remembrance that we are all people and we are all working on whatever it is that needs to be happened. So don't ever let anyone reduce you to just a number. And I would love to come back on and have even more of a conversation about all the other things that everybody does that reduces people <laughs> to numbers and why we just don't do it. Yeah, to be continued. Brandon Mills is the founder of the Mills Method and just an all all around stand up guy and a great fitness instructor. Brandon Mills, thank you for your time. And like I said, to be continued. Thank you, guys. It's great to see you. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Oh, drop the subject with Allie and James. We have been doing this from our homes for how long has it been now, James? I mean, we the state technically shut down on March 13th. I think we got sent home the day before that, right? Yeah, I think I think before. that's right. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, however long that's been. I don't. <laughs> I've been wearing the same. I still clothes don't know how long that's been <laughs> <laughs> since March thirteenth. Right. I've also lost all ability to do math between now and then. So yeah, you know, I think that's that give three months, give or take three months. But when you are in your <laughs> right. home all the time. Obviously, you know, I cleaned a lot more towards the beginning of sort of given up on that. And I would imagine if I had somebody over at my house, mm-hmm. I don't know how it smells to other people at this point. Because, you, you know, when you are sitting in your own filth for a long period of time, you don't <sighs> necessarily smell said filth. And then when somebody comes over and they're like, it smells like cat crap and throw up. And you're like, oh, 
And then you leave the house and you come back you know, after a while and you're like, oh yeah, it does. What oh is going God. on? Why have I been sitting in this? So we thought for just the tip Tuesday, which we do every Tuesday, we would share how to not make your house smell like crap now that you're living in it and staying in it so much more. I think this is super mega important. It's even happening now, like last night. So we have we only let the dog on one piece of furniture and only when his blanket is on said piece of furniture. The dog knows this. Chris knows this. Like we're it's all good. So yesterday, Chris was like, we have to wash the dog blanket. It smells so bad. And I'm like cuddling with the dog blanket. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? I don't <laughs> smell anything. And he's like, it smells like crap. Oh, like he's like freaking out. And I was like, I don't know where this came from. And he was like, the whole house, we should air it out. And that I was is like, number one on the list. Aha, it's number one on the list, which we do fairly frequently. I think that's why maybe I was a little nose blind to some of these things because we got the doors open and the blah, 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 whatever. So we definitely did that. If you have any possibility to do the same thing, air it out, like like really air it out. Open up all the doors, get a cross breeze, put a fan in the window, like whatever you need to do, like get some air circulation through there. It helps. The the cross breeze is key, and that has to do with your layout of your place as well. Mm-hmm. If you've got, that's why everyone loves those open floor plans because yeah. you can just open two windows and boom, you got a cross breeze. Right. For some others, our place we have a window and a window, and it's like <laughs> getting the it. getting the cross breeze is a lot more difficult. But we follow that up with number two on the list. Katie is very good about this. I wouldn't necessarily be doing it that often. Uh, she is is the, my good reminder when it comes to keeping the fabric fresh, mm. washing the sheets often, and the and it's something that I don't realize. I, I'm like you know sleeping in the bed, what do do? Especially in the summer months, I wake up at, at you know one morning and I'm like oh oh. <laughs> You're like, well, what and I'm is like, is that? that me? It's it, there's something really degrading when you realize it's you. Uh huh. Because you're at and, first, you're like something clearly died under the bed, right? Like right. some things that, or I like, I forgot and I left a Taco Bell wrapper under the bed, or like whatever, right? You're like, that's totally what's going on. This is an old chalupa, <laughs> and then you realize and you're like, I'm the chalupa, I, <laughs> right? Exactly with the extra hot sauce for for sure. Yeah, uh, you also. I'm glad that Katie does this for you as well. Chris does this for for us. He's very big on like the dog blanket, for instance, like the bed sheets. Same thing. I think I'm my brain is still in college when it comes to bed sheets because I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. As long as I can't see any stains on them, it's fine. Like I'll, you know, I'll wash them. Right. I won't even say how long it goes in between I wash them. No, I Chris know. Is like once or twice a week at least these bed sheets are getting washed. Twice okay. a week? Once or twice a week, yeah. I mean, I would I mean once is great, but twice a week? Well, that's so many. Da- that's that's you don't dudes. even get by the time you put them on the sheet. I know. And, and they, you put I, the I fitted it. sheet. It's so hard to get it back on the bed. Here's the thing. I love it, though. I lo- like they smell fresh often. Like it's very lovely. There's it feels like there's some they like feel different. Right. When you get them and they, they smell good and you're like, mm, uh, this is great. I'm like, we should do this more often. I do have a friend that I grew up with her. Her mother stayed at home and washed everyone's sheets every day. Stop it. So and you have fresh every, sheets every day? What is she operating a hotel? Did she work at a Hilton? <laughs> right. And every six months, the whole family sheets got recycled. Like everybody got new sheets. Wow. Isn't that something? Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. We have to take a break. When we come back, 
part duh of news, or not news, or is it, of just the tip <laughs> Tuesday. Whatever we're doing here on the radio. Making your house not smell like ass when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. It's Tuesday, which means it's just the tip Tuesday where we share tips, trips, uh, trips, tricks, life hat. No one's taking any <laughs> trips. <laughs> and seep a dop doop. We're talking about how to make your house or apartment not smell like crap. Since you've been in your house or apartment or place of residence for a long period of time, you're spending a lot more time in there these days. Uh, things might be, you might be smelling some things that you haven't smelled before. There might be some funk happening. So we thought we'd go over ways to freshen up your, your domicile. And I don't know if you've experienced this because you've been wearing regular clothes more than I have. I've not been, I mean, I'm, I'm like solely committed to pajamas and workout clothes at this point, Mm -hmm. but I did go to a restaurant out on the patio, um, you know, safely distance, all that good stuff. But I, I took out a, a shirt that I hadn't worn in a while and it smelled like crap. And I oh. was like, oh, no, it's getting that like old clothes smell. <laughs> oh, really? Already? Be- because I'm not wearing <gasps> them as often. Now, where are you? St- where was said shirt? Was it hanging in the closet? Was it folded up in the in the dresser? It was hanging in a closet. Uh oh. So yes. I, I feel like this. Then you have to dig a little bit deeper, right? You got to go into like how how was the airflow in my closet? Do I need to like put some like they have those like perfume guns or some old, like old school potpourri, right? When grandma had potpourri in the bathroom, well, they have like newfangled ways of doing this so that your entire closet smells fresh and clean all the time. Okay. Might be time. Might be Might time. Be time. Well, mm-hmm. next on the list of how to make your apartment or house not smell like crap is to upgrade your laundry. And maybe that is upgrading in the sense of not just washing your clothes, but also making sure that your drawers and your closets have that extra something, something. Because if you don't want, let me take it from me. If you don't wash them often and you don't wear them often, you start smelling like a mothball ridden grandma. And I normally would like that, but I don't know if others do. So what's worse, your own stench? No, I'm going to change it. What's worse? smelling the clothes on someone when you know they accidentally left them in the washer too long but then just put them in the dryer or like grandma mothball smell oh wow that's a toughie i would say the worst is the dryer one where you wait too long where you wait too long to put it yeah in the we'll dryer. just wash th- them again Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. You have to because it ends up smelling like awful and moldy. But they say one of the ways that you can sort of get that out if you need to really quick or make sure that your curtains and things like that also don't smell is to steam them. And I'm I'm not I mean, they have like a like, you know, whatever movie set quality steamer here, but you can get steamers that I saw one the other day at the Walgreens for like 10 bucks, just like hang, sitting there on the shelf at Walgreens. So you can get steamers and they actually will steam out a lot of the like mites and odor causing bacteria and bugs on things that are a little bit tough that you don't think about, like your curtains or like your shower curtain or like even clothes that have been hanging in your closet for a long time. You can time. steam a shower curtain? Yeah, well, not the plastic ones. Oh. But like a, if you have a fabric sh- <laughs> you have Like a fabric that was going to be a real bad weekend. <laughs> right. I'm stuck in my no! shower with steamer. <laughs> <laughs> I vacuum packed myself. Well, and then finally, uh, one thing that we are always very good about doing, because after all, we do do our goddess moon circle, is candles. We've got candles and, and those little... St- uh, 
diffuser things all over the damn house. We've got multiple diffusers. We've got an array of, of oils from anything that you want to feel. If you want to help with your allergies, if you have a stomach ache, if you're feeling anxious, if you need to wake up, all of that stuff is in oil form in our apartment and going most of the time. Do you have one that will just do all of the things at one time? Like super mega ultra oil. Like you put it in and you're like, I can go to the bathroom now. I have no allergies. I'm awake. I'm asleep. I'm anxious. I'm excited. It's actually just called Oprah. (laughs) Oprah, Oprah oil. Ah, well, and I, sometimes those things are really great, but then also you get, they, what they end up doing is getting in the habit of masking the odors, right? Like this was, this was my thing when I was a young single wild bachelor or whatever i was just like you don't need to clean anything just use febreze and yes. so like i might as well <laughs> and then it's just stock. crap and mold and plus <laughs> <Right>? febreze <laughs> so like everything was garbage but yeah. everything just smelled like garbage <laughs> with febreze on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with the the potpourri in the bathroom you're like okay yeah. I smell fresh crap and potpourri really it- and then you have a bad uh like you 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 have a bad memory sense memory about potpourri every time I smell potpourri now old school potpourri all I can think of is crap um all right speaking of crap hopefully we don't have any more on the way we are <laughs> I thought you were gonna say speaking of no. crap we've got more show on the way just well, for you <laughs> well speaking of crap we are going to trump around after oh, this okay that's that works drop the subject the new channel Q drop the subject new channel Q at DTS show is where you follow us where you vote on stuff where you keep me winning every time we seem to have a game or a contest or anything that goes on that you can find out about at DTS show or here while you're listening I win just so you know if you want to keep Mm -hmm. being a winner and in the presence of winner you should follow us online another person that maybe you should follow online because at this point, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's nice to hear it directly from the horse's mouth. Exactly what sort of idiocy he is up to is Donald Trump. Barf. <sighs> Only because we have to. This is Trump around. <laughs> I don't follow the guy. Uh, you know what? I did, and then I didn't, and then I did, and then I didn't. and Because it, sometimes it's too much when he goes on these tweet storms which are often on Sundays and I haven't sort of figured out why that is the case but you you'll get I mean he it's nothing to get 12 15 tweets in like 2 hours he just like it he That's just why like, I just I can't yeah I get, and out. I can't yeah I mean it's obviously the man is unwell I think we've known that for a long time but uh-huh. here's what one tweet it was it was making the rounds. I mean, like they all do, but this one especially because for the first time ever, he posted a picture of himself in a mask, and he called it patriotic. Which I think everyone knows the reason why he has decided now to wear a mask uh. because he's not been polling very well, and he I I think replaced his campaign manager or something. He's restructuring. Yep, already the, the roles that are yeah the um the people that are in his campaign management team. But <clears throat> I, there I, were so many opportunities for him to wear a mask, and so many opportunities, and the millions of press conferences to say, hey, you know what? It's safe to wear a mask. 
wear a mask. It's you, you're not doing it for others or you're not doing it for yourself. If, if you're healthy yourself, you're still doing it for other people, for the safety mm-hmm. of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was begged and pleaded by his aides to wear a mask on multiple occasions, including when he visited, um, what was that hospital that he visited recently uh, where Walter he Reed. was wearing the mask? Yeah, yeah, Walter Reed. So then he, he reluctantly wore a mask there. I would imagine another conversation ensued and went, okay, the the dude wore a mask. Let's sit him down and tell him how we think the polls are going to flip around if he actually wears and and endorses a mask. He and I think that they've been doing this for a while because there are some pretty yeah. staunch Trump rep- like Republican elected officials, but like staunch Trump supporters elected officials who are wearing masks and who have been saying like we have to wear masks like it's really kind of just been him uh, mike pence has been was seen sometimes wearing a mask before but was touting how good it is to wear masks before but but this tweet uh <laughs> there's so much in this tweet we are united in our effort to defeat the invisible china virus oh my god which he capitalizes as if that is its official name Invisible China virus. And many people say that it is patriotic, capital P, to wear a face mask when you can't socially distance. This whole many people thing, right? This is a thing. Like he's into like what many people think of him and what many people think of the things that he's doing. He goes on to say there is nobody more patriotic, capital P, than me, your favorite president. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, it's it's laughable. And then also when you really think about it, the fact that this man... The president of the United States refused to wear a mask and as a result and and drove a political divide of basically without saying it called it unpatriotic to uh-huh. wear a ma- to wear a mask uh-huh. and that it was taking away and he's even said uh, you know, yeah, I don't like to wear a mask because I think it takes away certain freedoms. Like he uses those words very And it carefully. shows weakness. He was like it, yes. it shows that you're not strong if you wear a mask. Exactly. So he's painting that picture. He's he's explaining that narrative throughout which is costing people their lives it's costing people to get sick it's call it's causing us to be the number one country right now when it comes to spikes in cases and he doesn't ca- and and even with all of that he does not care the only thing that will get him to wear a mask is when it is about him and his own self benefit now suddenly he's being this big patriotic man who is saving the country with by leading with this amazing example. And I guarantee you in however many weeks, someone will call him, put him to task on why you didn't wear a mask and why you didn't recommend masks before. And he'll just lie about it. Oh yeah. He'll just say, Oh no, I've always been a fan of masks. I've always been behind masks. And you know, it's actually Dr. Tony Fauci's fault because he was like mask, no mask before and whatever. But I've, I've known, I've always known that to beat the invisible China virus, you should wear a mask. I get, I guarantee you drop the subject listeners. Just someone listen for that quote. It might not even be weeks from now. It might even be like two days from now. This will absolutely happen. And I, I cannot believe that whatever at the end of the day, I'm glad he's wearing a mask. Maybe it will encourage some other, some of his supporters and whomever to start wearing masks and more people to wear masks. So I guess for that, I'm happy. I'm feeling like we have to find the positivity in some of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Going yeah. forward. It's true. You can find that silver lining. That's what we do here on Drop the Subject. And when we get back, we also debut a new segment, Drop the Suspect. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. 
Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Drop the Subject. I am your host, Ali Johnson. I'm also joined by a man, a bald man, a smart man by the name of Dr. James Simmons. He's a very scary man. A very scary (laughs) man. Let's get to this new segment on Drop the Subject. This, if it doesn't go well... It's not on me, because I didn't think of it. <laughs> guess guess who it's on. Get, just take you get one scary unsolved guess as to who came up with this. It what rhymes with blessy. Blessy. Blessy Moducer. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jesse Producer. Well, you know, Jesse did have a suggestion in our email thread last night. He said, hey... Allie is obsessed with true crime. Why don't we do a segment where she shares, uh, you know, either a relevant or an, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be going on right this second, but a true crime story. And we'll call it Drop the Suspect. So Mm. without further ado, this is the first and TBD on the next Drop the (laughs) Suspect. Today I tell you the story. It, it actually there is an up there's it, there's an original story that took place many years ago, and then I have a 2020 update. Ah, very good. James, you've heard of the Boogeyman. Oh yes, of course. There is supposedly a Thai Boogeyman, and he's been portrayed in movies. He's been portrayed in books for generations. Thai school children would often say, hey, why don't you behave? The parents would say this too. Behave or the boogeyman will come and he'll he'll come into your house and he will eat your organs. Oh, I mean, uh, aggressive. Aggra- yes, going straight for the organs. Yeah. Well, apparently this Thai boogeyman was based on a real person named oh. Si Kwe Se Ong. And he... Uh, Basically, was a person of interest in 1958. Mm. He was arrested on suspicion of the deaths of seven children from across the country, the country of Thailand. And he was arrested and confessed to the murders. What? Yes. He, he, but he was convicted on his confession alone. He was sentenced to death. He was killed by a firing squad. A year later, and then once once he was executed, they put him in basically a big medical museum. So they had this big glass display cabinet with him, Sikwe uh-huh. Seung, there as the Thai boogeyman. This is him. Ooh, very scary. And now they're they're actually moving him. The update now is that they're moving him more than six or sixty years after he was arrested and, and executed. They're they're moving him and laying him to rest at a location that they're not going to tell anybody about because they don't want it to be a big publicized thing where everyone's going to be visiting, yada, yada, yada. But what's fascinating is that, I mean, the whole story is fascinating, but his confession, they've been starting to pick it apart and it conflicts with a lot of the evidence and with a lot of the records that these historians have about what really happened. And they think that the legal system actually failed this guy. They don't oh. know if he was really a criminal at all. So maybe it is just a legend. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, truth be told, 
these children were missing or some of them were were killed or harmed in some way. So there is some kind of a case there. But we don't know if there really was a Thai boogeyman name. I mean, there there's certainly a big question mark on whether or not that boogeyman was Sikwe Seong. And I feel like even like, okay, so let's say it was Sikwe Seong. Good job. You, you 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 gotta let thank you. You gotta let the boogeyman rest, right? Like if that was him, is the boogeyman still doing some like paranormal afterlife boogeyman stuff? If you just have him like propped up in a glass cage, like that's crazy. And wasn't this? I feel like I heard something about this. Wasn't this guy actually Chinese and didn't even speak Thai? Yes. That's so then there exactly was like right. a whole there was a whole thing. Yeah, I think there was like a documentary on this or something. And this guy like. They were like, they just basically picked like some poor immigrant <laughs> and were like, you're the one who did it and ends up like murdering him when actually it was probably someone who was like a like nobility or like famous or something or something mm. like that. If I remember well, right. Well, yeah, I what I what I am seeing is that this this man was very poor and he barely spoke the language. He was a chi- Chinese immigrant who spoke little Thai at the height of the Cold War, anti-China sentiment was very, uh-huh. very big. So it's very possible that they kind of picked this guy and they were like, this is going to be the guy. Um, you know, we have to catch Thailand's most notorious Someone. serial killer, right? And so yeah. we have to say that we did something about it when it, I mean, I'm sure a forced confession is very possible, especially in something like 1958 where there probably weren't a lot of regulations or might still not be. So it's it's very possible that this was not the right, that they got the wrong guy. And if you look at the picture of him in the museum, uh-huh. it is not like he is in a, like a, a casket or any, it literally looks like a white telephone booth. Uh-huh. And then he's just kind of like, like you said, literally being propped up. Like it's just some oh. dude who's just like, like, like he's leaning <laughs> in, in a, in a telephone pole and kind of peering out the window. Like, hey, guys. like it looks completely unofficial. Like they literally just put him in there and they were like, there you go. Right here. Here you are. That's him. This is, this is the guy. Well, and no wonder if that's how he's. I mean, I'm sure there's some preservation aspects that have been done to his body, right? But that, like, so then, of course, I don't know, man. You look at the picture. <laughs> I don't know if they know much. You're like, there's not. Of course, this this uh, person has become not only like legendary and folklore or whatever, but also scary. That's scary to see. Like, that's a little a bit intense. Well, I'm glad to hear, though, Allie, that this suspect is being dropped <laughs> from being the moved. glass is being from the glass yeah. uh, case and moved and given a proper burial. And maybe I do wonder though, if next, like are the Thai officials going to reopen the investigation and see what, like, <gasps> yeah, if find out who really, really did it. Yeah. Who really did it on unsolved Thai mysteries. Yes, exactly. Unsolved Thai mysteries. I would subscribe and watch in a heartbeat. I would be yes! one day. This has been dropped. The suspect when we come back, Several, this is some obvious news for you. Several anchors at Fox News have been implicated in a sexual misconduct scandal. Wow, believe that. Next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I, uh, Ali set this up in our last segment. If you were listening, if you did miss that, by the way, you can always say, I never missed anything because 
I download the podcast. You should do this. You should go back and download the podcast. I'm learning, Allie. Play along. So if you uh, do miss anything that ever happens in our show, we would love it if you would did go down and download. Wow. Download our podcast at radio.com or wherever you get your podcast. Search for Drop the Subject so that you never miss anything. Okay. I think that was almost as good as when you were doing that um, cute curbside pride promo. <laughs> Hey, I got really good at that promo after a while. You did. You <laughs> did. Just, there, you know, I stumbled There were some out dark of, spots in there, but you I, got it. I'm a slow starter. I stumble <laughs> out of the blocks, but then I always finish strong, Allie. Oh, you boy. Do. All right. So a lighthearted mood, but unfortunately not a lighthearted story. So uh, several anchors uh, have been implicated in sexual misconduct allegations at Fox News. A civil suit was filed yesterday against um, former Fox News anchor Ed Henry, um, specifically for him of rape, sexual misconduct, and harassment. Also, very prominent. They're they're one of their top three people, uh, or two of their top three people. Uh, news commentator Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson, as well as as well as Howard Kurtz, are also named as defendants in the suit and are accused of sexual misconduct. The a uh, lawsuit was brought forward by a former uh, employee of Fox News, Jennifer Eckhart, who can also be seen um, on the air interacting with each of those individuals in the past in in her um, in her time at Fox News. Yeah, and this obviously you hear something like this and you're like, well, that's uh, not surprising because of all of the things that we've heard in the last few years about Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly and all the entire scandal with Megyn Kelly and the movie Bombshell, which is incredible if you haven't watched it. But to know that that toxic culture seeps into pretty much every aspect of Fox News, you're like, oh, okay. Yep, makes sense. And there <laughs> are some specific surprised. things. Yeah, and there are some people will all say, if you look at their faces, you're like, hmm, that's mm. not surprising. But Ed Henry has been accused of raping one woman and says that the network um, and the, the, the lawsuit also alleges that Sean Hannity once offered $100 to staffers to date a second woman who also accused uh, Henry of sexual harassment. So he's trying to... And not only just be a general creep, but also offer money to staffers to date him, um, which is beyond gross. It is. And what a horrible situation to get into when you... And what's sad about this is that a lot of these women, this is a dream job for them, right? They want to be reporters. They want to be involved in this. and, And they're like, I believe in Fox News. I love Fox News. And then they get there. And what disillusionment to then get there and be sexually harassed by pretty much every major anchor and major player on the team yep. on a regular basis. That's just what it seems from this lawsuit and, and what it alleges. And it, it does allege those things. And it seems like so much, you know, after you watch the movie Bombshell and you hear about all these allegations, Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes and, you know, before he died and all this very well documented, very well known toxic culture at Fox News. Obviously, nothing's changing. Even in in 2016, they're saying Ed Henry was demoted by the network from his job as White House correspondent to take a leave of absence following allegations of an extramarital affair with Las Vegas hostess and stripper. He then comes back to Fox News, taking a position as a chief national correspondent, and then he was added to Fox and Friends weekend. So has these things happened to him and then gets... His job back gets promoted, all of these different things. Ultimately, though, he did end up getting fired just on July 1st. 
of this year for these sexual assault allegations that they knew were coming. Yeah, and I did see a Fox News headline that was like, former anchor, you know, accused in sexual misconduct. I was like, well, what about the other people? (laughs) Who are still... That are still on your payroll... And t- and Tucker Carlson, I believe, is already is taking a leave, and uh-huh. what did take a leave following his his head writer getting into a bunch of trouble for being a part of a racist chat forum and be- spewing racist and horrible bigot bigoted and misogynistic sexist comments all over the internet. So they're like, "Why don't you take a break?" And then Tucker Carlson's like, "I'll take a break too." Um, and then Sean Hannity, uh, this clip of him from 2016 is resurfacing this is when he took the stage at it looks like some kind of a religious concert and this is what he had to say to the crowd we believe in god right faith family country we believe america is a shining city on a hill right we believe in freedom how you doing doc by the way there's a there's a really hot looking chick in the third row there how you doing man i'll take you backstage to meet hank a little later if you want you want to meet me later i love how there's a a a very small clip of a girl reacting on going ah I mean, in, in that we're just like, oh, uh, and you're at a, a religious concert, which you would. I don't know. I think un- my mind goes that it would be a little more family friendly, but I guess not. You you would think or that why I, even just the hey, stopping it to be like, hey, y'all, there's a hot chick here in third row. OK, right. stop right there. There's so much wrong with that. For a lot of different reasons. And then going on to like talk about wanting to bring her backstage and meet her and meet her a little hank or whatever. I I can't. And this was just like two or three years ago. This was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So leave it to the internet, man. man. They'll find that stuff real fast. Uh, when we come back, news it or lose it. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... News it or lose it. Got the subject on the new channel Q. That is right. Little speaker voice man dude is corrected. It's time for news it or lose it. Allie, are you ready to make three of the toughest decisions of your life? Okay. C plus. Binger, banger, dinger, clinger. Did that involve, um, what's the name? Ceramic Panda? What's Cat, it no, Cat Buddha and and Swell Water Bottle have combined forces. <laughs> that, I know, combined to make the power of God. Captain worst Planet. Worst animated series ever. Yeah, worst animated series ever. Headline numero uno. Math genius predicted violence and upheaval in 2020 eight years ago and thinks he knows when it'll happen again. Oh, I see what you're doing because I'm a future predictor. So you wanted to bring another one on to, to sort uh-huh. of compete right. with me. Just... All right, all right, I'll hear it. You're like, fine, all right, whatever. A gay Nightmare on Elm Street remake? <gasps> no! And gay then, horror movies are the future. Gay horror movies are the future, but this one has sort of an interesting take. I'm not, we're going to have to, mm, we're going to have to talk about this one. Damn it. And, Finally, exclusive Area 51 photographs show rarely seen angles of secret base. James, I got to give you a threefer. Oh, this is where if we were in Studio Jesse, play the song about three. So this is super cool. Area 51, right? 
is it real? Is it fake? What is it? It's the, the, it's real. We know that it's there. The the U.S. government. Yeah, they the mili- acknowledged it. Yeah, well, they just say it's a military base where they do. I thought they said that they found alien stuff. No, no. That. <laughs> So listen, lots of other people have said, yes, there's alien stuff. You have retired Air Force people, people used to work at Area 51, all these people who are like, yeah, it's it's like some alien stuff going on there. But what you don't have is the federal government actually just coming out and being like, yes, Area 51 is the place where we research our aliens or we have made contact or there is a spaceship there or nothing like that, right? None of that has ever happened at Area 51. However, there have been recently some very, very cool photographs from an angle looking at, at... Area 51 at an angle that no one has ever really seen before. So there's this this guy, and I don't know why it's just this one guy, right? But he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and his name's Gabe Ziefman, and he's like kind of made it a hobby to start taking pictures of of Area 51 and all these different angles. Well, he flies up. He has a both a commercial and a private license. So he gets in his little plane and he flies as close as he can to Area 51. And he tells them, you know, I'm flying into your airspace. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And they're like, just don't fly into the restricted airspace. Well, he's been doing this so often that he's gotten into the habit of sort of like circling Area 51 just on the border of the restricted airspace. And so he finally was able to like circle around to the other side where no one ever really goes. And he snapped all these cool pictures. And long story short, it kind of looks like what you think it does. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's surrounded by mountains, except there are two runways that have to be the size of Mount Everest. Really? They are huge. Well, aliens need a runway. This is what I'm saying. It is. I'm not, Ali. I'm not kidding. They're going extra fast, James, because they're going through light speed and stuff. (laughs) Right. There's this just like big swath of land that is just just blank and open and very obviously man-made. It's huge. It is huge. It is the size of like a town. It is huge. And this guy's like, no one's ever seen this runway from this angle. So the mystery. That's really about it. Well, you know what, everybody when you have the wrong angle looks bigger than they actually are. <laughs> Is that like the thing on everyone's 20 pounds heavier on TV? Sort exactly. Of thing? So uh-huh. don't fat shame the runway. <laughs> right. I just want everyone to know too. I'm 50 pounds heavier on TV. Just, just so you know. <laughs> so Robert England, well known for playing the iconic role of Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street, was recently interviewed and he was talking about there, there's lots of talks about remaking the movie when we're able to start making these movies again. And this was in Two Fab magazine, and he was interviewed about this, but said he he thinks that the, it could be recontextualized for a modern audience. But some of the things he said were a little oh, different. No. Yeah. Well, because so my like, first reaction is that Freddy Krueger kind of looks queer. You know, he's got those little suspenders. He's got that little form-feeding outfit. You know, he's got his little fedora. Yeah, his little fedora. Definitely queer adjacent. Queer, queer adjacent. Well, and apparently in one of like uh, Nightmare Two or whatever, there's this like subcontext where Freddy's sort of like messing with this boy and teasing him about his sexuality. And so Robert England is sort of like people aren't wouldn't really be down with that, but they would be about like 
like having the gay boy, like putting him in the closet, bringing him back out of the closet, like messing oh. with the straight kid, like all of these things. He goes on to like on this whole like kind of ramble. And I think I bet you if you heard it, it might make a lot of sense versus reading it. It's a little bit off. But either way, he is angling for that they should uh, make Freddie sort of queer. If you All know. right. Um, I mean, if it's done right, I don't know about that weird thing about shoving the kid in the closet, but yeah, I think yeah, that um, I'm, I'm not go, sure about that. Just get some ideas going, you know, right, get a room just, full of queer writers and <laughs> we'll figure right. it out. <laughs> the straight white guys just spitballing some ideas here, but just saying. right. And then last but certainly not least, because Jesse's yelling at me. There's this guy from the University of Connecticut. He's a mathematician. And basically, he's taken this theory that like upheaval happens every 50 years plus or minus a few years. If you go back like throughout history, like about as far as he can go, well, to 1780 to 2010, so kind of modernish era, every 50 years, there's some sort of upheaval. There's some sort of massive like global event that causes upheaval and violence. And so he predicted in 2012 that 2020 would be like crazy town, which it obviously is. And so he's saying, in about 20 years, we'll be in another lull where everything will be like happy and peaceful and wonderful and lovely and like sort of almost utopian. And then it'll start, the pendulum will swing again. And then like 20 to 30 years after that, we'll be in violence again. Okay, well, I'll start planning for my 80s now then. You got it. <laughs> hey, happy endings, right? 50 years, 49 <laughs> years early. <laughs> Come up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is unfortunately coming to a close. I know, I know. It's like we just got started. We had so much more to talk about, but the good news is that A, we're back on tomorrow, and B, if you missed any of today's show, you can download that podcast. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. Do you want to tell tell them more about the podcast, James? Sure. If you ever miss anything on our show, don't worry, because you can always go back and listen to the podcast. So right. don't ever feel bad because of the podcast at radio.com or wherever you get your podcast. Look for a podcast. Drop the subject. Please give us five stars and rate us highly and all of that jazz. Okay. Do you want to tell them about more stuff they missed? No. <laughs> I'm, remind me, listeners, to never tell you about any of the glorious, wonderful, juicy, yummy radio that you might have missed listening live. Because just in case you did, you can always go download our podcast at radio.com. <laughs> uh, we did do a lot of great stuff on the show today. We uh, brought you a stay the F at home, someone who is having sex with ghosts in a motel. We talked to Brandon Mills from the Mills Method about why BMIs are BS. We talked about how to keep your home fresh and clean and not smelling like a heap of hot garbage. We talked. We did a new segment called Drop the Suspect. We talked about Fox News and much more, but it all boils down to this, the happy ending, the silver lining, the rainbow fluffy cloud that we send you off on at the end of the show. Go ahead, James. What is your happy ending? Donald Trump may be wearing a mask now and calling it patriotic, and he will soon assuredly claim responsibility for all people wearing masks that it was his idea to wear masks and that we should always wear masks and no one wears masks better than he does but at least when he wears a white mask 
we'll be able to know exactly how much makeup he really does wear on a daily Ooh, basis. Oh, that's actually a good happy ending. Thank you very much. I love that you threw actually in there. I mean, Allie, I know that I'm kind of bad on this radio <laughs> thing, but like actually it kind of hurts my feelings. Actually, that wasn't bad. Actually, I, you're not an idiot. There's just like bronzer smeared across his face mask at all times and it's gonna be great and the first time he does it no one's gonna like think about it right they're just gonna be like they're just gonna like put it on him and then he's gonna take it off and it's gonna be like live on tv it's gonna be great Ugh, yeah uh as somebody who doesn't wear makeup that often i don't have that much of a problem with it but i know my wife is like these masks the inside is just a bunch of old makeup (laughs) (laughs) super gross right uh all right my happy ending is as follows Yes, there are a lot of news anchors at Fox News who will hopefully be losing their jobs soon because they don't know how to behave themselves and they are lame perverts. But the good news is that once they actually go to jail, all they have to do is meet a nice, horny ghost. (laughs) Very good. And then they will not be lonely. Actually, (laughs) really good actually kind of funny uh, all right <laughs> I are- there's so so many ways i could go with that as a woman alley that was actually funny okay all right well actually we must go we really really do have to go because we are over on our time as usual but we will see you tomorrow for a brand new fresh set of drop the subject we'll see you then enjoy your day Goodbye. On the next, on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, apparently, when you're working from home, your boss is watching you. Like right now? Well, we're home and we're working. Can he see me do this? Oh my God, James! Your neighbors can see you doing that. Sorry, sir. He's very expressive. Whee! Oh my, that's a lot of jelly. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern on Channel Q.